Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. I am so excited to be with you. My name is Kelsey O'Malley. I'm filling in for Steve Schultz. We're pre-recording today's episode on Wednesday, December 20th, but it's airing to you guys today on Friday, December 29th. The year is almost complete, and my guest is Bobby Connor. He's going to be sharing all about 2024 and how we can be encouraged and excited about what God is doing in the earth right now. But before I bring on Bobby, thank you for remembering Elijah Streams in your year-end giving towards the drilling of new water wells across the world. We want you to see how your giving is helping bring life in the midst of tragedy. For Rose and her family, a new water well gives hope for a brighter future. In the midst of Rose and her friend Kamiati's joyous celebration of the drilling of a new water well, a painful memory from Rose's past comes to mind. Both Justine, Rose's daughter, and Amina, Kamiati's daughter, would routinely get up early in the morning in order to make the trek to the closest water source. As the girls were collecting water one morning, Justine ventured too far into the deeper water and tragically drowned. It's been seven years since Justine's untimely passing. There hasn't been any other options for water, but that's all changing. The prayers of Rose and her friends for a pure, clean water source have been answered and they are overwhelmed by God's goodness. This new water well is the result of the generosity shown by you our Elijah Streams partners. The difficult journey to the polluted water source for Rose and her neighbors is almost at an end, and it's because of you. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate, or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. We thank God for your generosity. You guys are so generous in your giving, and we are so thankful that your family and you continue to give and help us with this huge, massive uh, project to bring clean water to so many people. So many people are encountering Jesus, uh, getting fresh, clean drinking water. It's amazing. So thank you so much. You can give online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate, or you can mail in your gift to the address on the screen. God bless you guys. Thank you again so much for giving. All right. My guest today is Bobby Connor, and he probably doesn't know this, but I watch him all the time on YouTube, and he always brings so much joy into my life. I'll be doing my makeup or eating lunch and just hearing Bobby. It's something about the word of God just brings so much joy into your life. And um, it's an honor to have him on with us today. So please help me welcome my guest today, Bobby Connor. Bobby, welcome. Christians should be full of joy, right? Yes. Uh, God wants us to be happy. He says, I wish above all things that you'd prosper and be in health. God wants us to be happy. He really does. And he, number one, he wants us to be holy. And here's a great verse about uh, happiness. It's Psalm 1611. It says, you will show me the pathway of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. And so that's why the devil doesn't want you to get near Jesus, because you get near Jesus, you're going to have a happy, holy heart. And I'm telling you, God wants to draw us to himself. He's a very present help at the time of trouble. I'm so excited about being on Elijah's streams. We've known Steve forever, it seems like. And uh, here's how I met him. Years ago, 
I mean, years ago, uh, we were in uh, Albany, Oregon, and I was up there preaching, and I'd never seen him, didn't know Steve Schultz from anybody, and I'm up there preaching about the prophetic, and that's when they had the, uh, uh VCRs, you know, these VCRs you stick in your thing. Yes. So I, I had one of them about uh, laying hold of the prophetic. And uh, now this sounds a little crude. So Steve's out in the middle of the audience. And uh, I said to him, hey, stand up. And uh, nobody stood up and, and, they, and they didn't. I said, yeah, the ball headed guy. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, the ball headed guy. And Steve stands up like this. And I throw the VCR at him like a boomerang. Boom. Like that, and he catches it just like that. And here's what came out of my mouth: "You better catch the prophetic; it's coming your way." And uh, that, wow. isn't that amazing? That was my introduction to Steve Schultz. But uh, he's been a friend, and we've had a great time. And I want us to—I want us to have a great time. God does not want us to be depressed, dis- despairing. Uh, he said, "Be anxious for nothing, but prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God." God wants to heal broken hearts. And one of the things I want to talk to you about just for a moment is don't let the pains of the past keep you from embracing the victories of the future. It's a new day. That's what it says. His mercies are new every morning. The book of Lamentation. Oh, aren't you glad there's mercies are new every morning? Great is his faithfulness. So I want us to just understand God is for us, not against us. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible is Nahum chapter one, verse seven. It says, God is good. Oh, I'm so thankful it didn't say he was good or he's going to be good. He is good. And I am thankful for that. Nahum 1-7, God is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those that are trusting him. I'm here to tell you that I'm absolutely, totally confident you can cast all of your care upon him. He said, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm meek and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. And that's what the devil wants to do. Daniel 7, 25 says the devil wants to wear out the saints of God by accusing God to them. But don't listen to the devil. He's a liar. Every time he speaks, he speaks a lie. God loves you. And God's plans for you are spectacular. That's what it says, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know my thoughts, I think towards you, declares the Lord. Thoughts of your success, not your failure. My intention is to bring you to a good end, not some dismal demise. And I, I'll tell you, I was reading the Bible. God always finishes what he starts. He's author and finisher, not author. And whoops, have you ever started something and uh, it would overwhelm you? Not God. God finished mm-hmm. it before he ever started it. And God's plans are perfect. That's what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. So uh, one of the things I want to talk to us today about is um, the shepherd's rod. You say, what in the world is the shepherd's rod? That's what I said 28 years ago, actually 29 years ago. Bob Jones had done the shepherd's rod. It's a visitation that you have on the Day of Atonement on Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the, the, the this one for this 2024 is my 29th year. There it is. There, that's the one wow, for uh, this. This one is the one for 2023 and 2024. Uh, is uh, the time is here in 2024, uh, and we we talk about how to take back the kingdom. So uh, it's it's not in print right now, but it's on the way to the publishers and all of that. But you can get the 2023, and that's where I'm telling you. That's where it says that the evil forces was ruling and raging and. Victorious, they were that they were defeating the saints of God. That's what it says. Daniel uh, chapter seven, verse twenty-one and twenty-two mm-hmm. said the evil force 
the horn, the evil horn. That means the devil, the demons, the, the uh, Antichrist, everybody like that was waging mm-hmm. war against the saints of God and prevailing mm-hmm. until, say until, until, well, you can find it right there, until the Ancient of Days stands, drops his gavel, renders a verdict in behalf of the saints of God, and the saints prevail, and they're going to take back everything the devil's stolen. So this coming shepherd's rod is a sequel. I've met, uh, This is the second time I've ever had a sequel. And he said, the ch- shepherd's rod for 2024 is a sequel to shepherd's rod 2023. 2023 says we're going to take back the kingdom. 2024 tells us how we're going to do it. See, God, God always has strategy. And I want to tell you yes. something, Christian. To to fan to play to fail to plan is to plan to fail. We've got to get mm-hmm. some strategies from God. And God wants us to know his plans and his purposes. And that's what it says. It says we're going to receive that anointing of the sons of Issachar. And I swear mm-hmm. to, uh, later on, I'm going to be talking to you and giving you an invitation to come to the Gathering Church in Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Uh, and it's going to be in January. And they'll put a draft graphic up there telling you how to, how to, there it is, understanding the times we're going to be there in the Gathering Church in, in Moravian Falls, North Carolina. I'm going to be there on Friday night, the 26th, and then Saturday. All day on that Saturday, we're going to have this wonderful uh, school of the supernatural, grasping the anointing of the sons of Issachar. Oh, sons of Iskar said they had understanding of the times to know what the people of God should be pursuing and doing. And so uh, I don't want you to miss it. Come. Understanding that you need to get into Moravian Falls, and Moravian Falls needs to get into you. It is an absolutely portal. It's a portal. The Moravians have had a 100-year prayer meeting 24 hours a day for 100 years. Isn't that amazing? Now, here's, yeah. how, here's how I got to Moravian Falls. I was down in Texas pastoring, just having a great time. Just having a great time, going all over the place, preaching. And the Lord said, uh, Bobby, I said, yes. He said, uh, I have a mission for you. I said, I'll do whatever you said for, you say for me to do. He said, okay, I want you to go to Hernhut, Germany, Hernhut, Germany, and I want you to find a Zinzendorf's grave, and I want you to carry your television camera over there and film it. I said, okay. Hernhut. You're like, you're probably like, where? What? Well, Who? that's exactly what I did. What? <laughs> and I go over there. I, I get me a ticket to Germany. I go to Hernhut. I've got a camera. And uh, the Lord said, carry the camera with you. So I finally found the graveyard. I found Zinzendorf's grave. And uh, it's oh dark. It's before daylight. And the Lord said, go sit on that rock fence. So I go over there and I sit down on the rock fence in the graveyard in Hernhut. And there's Zinzendorf's grave, and I'm sitting there. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty keen to hearing uh, sounds because I deer hunt, and I hear, it's not a deer. It's an old man, an old mm-hmm. German man, and he's shuffling. Coming, It's almost at the sun. It's not up yet. It's just barely getting pink looking. And I see the old man, and the Lord said, Fem him. I said to the Lord, it's, it's, it's too dark. God said, Fem him. So I put the camera on the old man. The old man shuffles up to Zinzendorf's grave, and he don't even see me on the fence there. He takes his cap off, puts it under his arm like this, and he bends over, and he prays. He prays for maybe two or three minutes, and then he puts his cap on and straightens himself up and starts walking. God said, Fim him. Uh, I said, it's too dark. He said, Fim him. So I'm <laughs> filming the old man as he shuffles up the side of this mountain going coming out of the graveyard, and the sun came up just, just to, and the sun just burned him out of the picture. 
And the Lord said, here's what I've done. He said, I'm going to use you to resurrect the Moravian ministry. He said, this is what it's disintegrated down to, just a few old people praying over a dead guy. And he said, and so then he said, I want you to move to Moravian Falls, North Carolina. I go, what? That's how we ended up in Moravian Falls. And here's what happened. This is all true. Don't lie. Uh, here's what happened. A man asked my wife. I used to go up there and preach for Rick Jordan. And they, he had a lodge up there and all this stuff. Anyway, uh, a man asked my wife, said, do you think if I built Bobby a cabin, he would come and stay? And she said, well, you'll have to ask him. So he asked me, this man said, if I build you a cabin here up in the mountains, uh, there wasn't anything built right on that part of the mountain uh, at that time. And he said, would you come and stay? I said, I'll have to ask the Lord. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, do you want me to come to? He said, yes, I do. So I told the guy, yes, I do. Finally, uh, they built a cabin. It's a real, it was a real nice, uh, snug little cabin by a running uh, stream. And so the night that we're going to dedicate the cabin, me and the man that uh, had paid for having it built, we're in there and we're the only human beings there that, uh, and I've got him by the hands and we're praying. And all of a sudden you can hear big steps walking behind us. And we're the only two people there. No other body, no other people were on the mountain at that time. And he squeezed my hands real hard. He said, I've got to go home. I, squeeze <laughs> I said, yes, you've got to go home. So he goes, drives off in his truck. And I go back in the house and, and in the cabin. And there's the fire. It's burning. And I'm set, I sit down on a love seat or a little sofa in front of the fire. And I hear a noise. A, a noise out on the front porch. Now, this is the first time any human being has ever been in that cabin. And I hear a noise out, uh, out on the porch, and I thought, well, I'm going to go see what that is. I walk out there, and so help me, there's 14 <laughs> to 18 angels on my porch in Moravian Falls, and they're dressed like pilgrims. And here's what they said. What took you so long? See, they did not have a commission after Zinzendorf and those guys left. And these angels wow. were there, and they're waiting for a commission. What took you so long? And I'll just be honest with you, I had a time with those angels out on the porch. Listen, <laughs> uh, they could jump off the porch, jump back on the porch, and distance meant nothing to them. And they could move so fast, your eyes couldn't keep up with them. And they were 14 wow. to 18, but I couldn't count. I think they were 18, but I'm sure there was 14. And anyway, uh, I'm out there playing with them, honestly, just, and they go, Whoop, and they disappear. And I'm wow. standing by myself. I was right in a crowd of angels, and now I'm by myself standing out on the porch. And I thought, oh, man, how dumb am I? I should have been inquiring of those angels. So I go back into the house. I stir the fire up because it had kind of whittled down. And I'm sitting on the sofa like this, and a knock, a knock comes on the door. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I talk, I'm talking about a knock. Wham, wham, wham. My heart jumped all the way up in my throat, and I sounded like a little teenage girl. I said, come in. And a voice of full authority said, no, you must come out. And so help me, God. I walked to the door, opened the door. There st stood Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Not a trance, not a vision, Jesus. And he had a bottle in his hand that looked like a champagne bottle, but it wasn't. And he said to me, we're going to have a christening service, but you don't know anything about christening. Walk right by me, walk down the hall, turn down the hall, went to the bedroom. I'm following him. And he took the bottle and went, wham and hit the wall like that, and the wall, sh the bottle shattered, and this oil running out of the bottle down the wall. And I didn't say it. I thought it out. Oh, man, how am I going to tell the guy that built the cabin the first night the, the wall is that damage? He wheeled around. The Lord wheeled around and rebuked me. He said, you never have to apologize or attempt to explain what I do. Look. And I looked at the, mm -hmm. uh, the, the oil coming down the wall, and it turned into a war map, a map of the world. 
and the Lord would touch uh-huh. the parts of the world. And he said, you can only target what I target or you'll become a target. And boy, my hair goes Poof, like that. And for days, my hair would go Poof, like this and you couldn't make it lay down. It was the craziest thing. But that's how when the Lord, the when the Lord left you from that, yeah. um, when he came, how did he leave? Like, did, did he walk out the door again? Or yeah, did he, he, just walked, he walked right to the leave? door and just uh, didn't even open the door, just disappeared. Just like that. When he knocked wow. on the door, uh, he, he it, I mean, listen, this it's really, really real. The Lord is really real. And he wants us, he wants us to engage him. He wants us to get into his presence, let his presence get into us. But so that's how I got to Moravian Falls. So I want you to come to the school we're going to do, the Sons of Iskar school. You'll see it on the graphic again after a while. But I want you, uh, there it is. Understanding the times, grasping the anointing of the sons of Issachar, First Chronicles twelve thirty two, and it says, "And of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what the people of God should be from committing themselves to." So January the twenty sixth is a Friday night supernatural service. We'll have an impartation, a laying out of hands, and you'll get an impartation. I'll tell you, wow. Paul said, "I yearn to be with you that I might impart to you a spiritual enabling." That's what it says, Romans mm-hmm. 1, verses 11 and 12. He said, it, it'll be mutually good for both of us. Now, you see, what kind of anointing am I going to get? Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace, who is the author and the giver of peace, who brought again from the dead the Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the everlasting, never failing covenant, make you perfect, give you everything you need to live godly in this present world. Give you everything you need. Make wow. you perfect. So I looked at the word make you perfect means missing no component. Everything you need, you'll have. And so that, that's Hebrews 13, 21 and 22. And that's the anointing you're going to get. And I'm telling you, uh, come to this anointing of the Sons of Iskar School. It's going to be a great time. Now, uh, I want to talk to you some about a book. Uh, this is, this, is the, this Living in God's Light. The, Lord, the first words out of the mouth of God was, let there be what? Light. light. And that's what it says. And that's what we've got to talk about. Living in God's light. There it is. And I'm telling you, it, it's amazing. You'll see it. Uh, 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 I'm going to read you some of out of, out of here. Is that okay? Sure, Bobby. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, sure, Bobby. Here we go. <laughs> Psalms 18, verse 28. Listen to this one. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. God will light our lamp. That means your spirit. God will light your lamp. Your spirit. This is Psalms 18, 28. You will light my lamp and it'll flood my whole life with revelatory light. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says, I pray that the, uh, the eyes of your heart will be flooded with revelatory light. We need light, don't we? The Bible said yeah. as we walk in the light, I'm talking fast, but you know, uh, I, I used to do a lot of television time and I'm cheap. And so I used to have to buy a lot of television time. So I figured if I talked real fast, I'd get my money's worth. But since Steve is paying for this, we can just slow down. The Bible says, Psalms 119, verse 130 said, the entrance, the penetration of God's light gives us a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. And we need to walk in the light as he is in the light. We'll have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I found every verse I could find in the Bible about light, and I, and I put it in this book. This is the thickest book I've written. And I'm telling wow. you, um, it'll help us. Uh, listen, God wants us not to stumble in the dark, but live in the light. One of the things the light will help us to do is realize God can do anything. We've got to learn to jerk the lids of limitation off. Nothing mm-hmm. is impossible with God. Genesis 18, 14. Mm-hmm. Is there anything too difficult for God? Job 42, 2 says, no, I know anything you set your heart and your hands to do cannot and will not be stopped. 
but I want the guys and gals that are listening to get a hold of Living in God's Light, discovering the pathway to divine purpose. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. That's the Word of God. The Word of God, Psalms 119, 105. That Word, He is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. And over and over, I, I put every verse I could find in, in, in the, in the, from the Bible in this book about light. I want you to know something. It said the people that said in gross darkness, I've seen a bright light. Aren't you glad you are a bright light? The Bible says, you're a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And I want us to let our light so shine that men may see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. So uh, I want you to get the shepherd's rod, get the one for 2023, because 2023 tells us that it's the time has arrived for the saints to take back the kingdom. And so 2024, when you get it, when you can get it, you can't get it right now. So don't order it right now because it's not available yet. Oh, Lord. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting printers from all over the place to, to print it because people need to understand God is going to reveal strategy on how he's not going to tell us to do something and not give us the wisdom and the, the words that we need to, to fulfill the task. The task was okay. it's time for the saints to reestablish the kingdom. And so we're going to find out how to do it. And here it is. It's, it's, you, found, you find it in Nehemiah. It's, we're going to battle and build. We're going to worship mm-hmm. and war. I'm telling you, the devil's not going to give it up, but we're going to be battlers and builders. It says in the book of Nehemiah, they, the walls were tore down, and Nehemiah, oh man, when he heard the plight of the people of God, he wept. Now, Nehemiah lived with a king, uh, served a king. You and I live with a king and serve a king. And I'll tell you, uh, so to speak, the walls have been destroyed, and we've got to mm-hmm. rebuild. We got to rebuild, take back everything the devil stole, and that's what the Shepherd Good. Drive twenty uh, twenty uh, four is going to be about. Uh, it'll be Shepherd Drive verse number twenty nine. Uh, verse twenty eight is the one that we talked about. Uh, the Lord said, "His time has arrived that the saints would take back the kingdom." And so now we're going to tell you how to do it. Remember in twenty nine, twenty eight, I got swallowed in a glory cloud. Oh, yes, man. yes, and yes, and I remember. They wrote strategy on the wall. And so I give a strategy uh, in, in the one that's coming up so we'll know how to come together. That's one That's one of the first things we've got to do. we got to unify. See, the body mm-hmm. of Christ is too fragmented. The devil understands that very well. A house divided can't stand. A nation divided can't stand. So the devil's plot and plan is to separate us, to st- stagnate us, get us get us apart. God's, God wants mm-hmm. to bring us together. He wants us to come together in unity. Not uniformity, not not some kind of a, uh, I don't know, religious thing. He wants us to unify around him. And I'll tell yes. you what, we're going to do that. So I want you to get a hold of some of these books and let the books get a hold of you. And listen, it is amazing. The Lord stood in front of me and the, the Lord Jesus stood in front of me and he took his finger right like this, almost right, right, right like this to my face. And he did it like that right there. Did it again. Mm-hmm. Then he said to me, Bobby, do you know what a printed word is? I said to him, apparently not. He said, a printed word is a thought you can see. Now, that's profound, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. You can write down the thoughts that God gives you and others can see it. That's what it says in, in Habakkuk. Write the vision. Make it plain. Make it palatable to the people so they can take it and run with it. And so get the books. I'll tell you, they'll, they'll hit you. 
I, I, I was I was looking here. Uh, I, I've got a book. Here's here's the best book you can ever get. It's the Bible. But listen <laughs> yes, to this. Amen. And now uh, I, I'm going to tell you some things. Uh, Y'all ready? <laughs> ready? I promise you in vow before heaven. These are absolutely true stories. I'm uh, waiting before the Lord, just uh, waiting before the Lord. David waited upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. I was waiting upon the Lord. Bobby said, the Lord said, hey, Bobby, do you know what year this is? And I said, um, no. I knew the uh, calendar year, but uh, the spiritual right. year. And mm-hmm. uh, I said, well, uh, uh, and he, he said, this is the year. Watch it now. This is the year of the open door. This is the year of the open door. That's what it is. You Praise look it up the on the Hebrew calendar. It's it's in the numbers, but it says this is the year of the open doors. The open mm-hmm. doors. Okay. Uh-huh. Now here's here's a story that is absolutely mind-boggling. You can't figure this one out, but I'll tell you what, it absolutely happened. So help me God, it happened. Here it is. I had a safe at my home. Uh uh my wife at the home in Texas. I had a safe, uh uh a vault. And so anyway, six years ago, say it, six, one, two, three, four, five, six years ago, the safe quit working. The, the, the lock quit working, uh, could not open the safe, wouldn't open it, couldn't open it. I, I bought batteries, I bought this, I put that, that, nothing worked on that safe, nothing. Well, they wanted to come out with a blowtorch and cut a hole in it, but I yes. didn't know that, you know. So anyway, here's what happened. Just the other day, just the other day, just a few days ago, I was sitting uh, in my chair and uh, the uh, seven o'clock news was uh, just going off. And the Lord said to me, what year is this? I said, it's the year of the open door. He said, yes, it is. He said, get up and go open the vault door. I said, what? Get up and go open the vault door. One thing I've learned out of all of this, obedience, swift and complete obedience. Do as quick as you can, as thoroughly as you can, anything and everything he asks you to do, go mm-hmm. open the vault door. So I, my son's there, my wife's there, and uh, one of the grandchildren there. So I get up and walk down the hallway and I go to the safe door. And so, so help me, it is so stunning. I go to the, there's it's got the keypad. So I reach mm-hmm. my finger up to touch the, te- the keypad and it goes, boom, and the door opened. Hadn't been opened in six years. The safe door popped open. Wow. I walked walked back in there where my wife and my son uh, were, and I said, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. The door popped open. So, okay, now it's going to get really good. Wow. Uh, So I go in there, and inside of that safe, I had a, uh, they call them a safe box. Like you put your jewelry in and stuff, and it's a big, thick, heavy box with a lock on it. And that was in that safe. Been there for six years because you couldn't get in the safe. So I get it out, and I unlock it, and I open it up like this. And my some of all, my wife's jewelry was in it. Some of the uh, uh, papers, you know, like uh, legal papers and all of that uh, was in this uh, lock box thing. And so I get out one of the little pouches I'd put in there years ago. I bought me a Rolex watch, not this one, a, a, a Rolex watch. And it, it was in that, it was for six years, it was locked up in this safe. So wow. I was glad to see my little Rolex watch. So I jerked it up and I'm looking at it. I like to faint it. What? 
I like to faint him. Here's what happened. I looked down at the watch and so helped me God. It was on the right time and the right date. Been locked up, been locked up for six years. And when I picked it up, it was at the right time and the right date. I'm telling you, so help me. God's going to show us this is the year of the open door. And we're going to realize God's going to help us to redeem the time. We won't lose the time. We'll be in time. Okay. And that's what happened. So my son, he Googled, he Googled Rolex and, and told him what happened. They go, that's impossible. We, we've engineered our watches where they'll only run for six, for two days to six days. And I said, well, this ran for six years. And isn't that amazing? See, wow, I'm telling Bobby. you, and, and you'll get that in that new in the shepherd's right when it's printed that time of the open doors. I'm telling you, and wow. the watch thing is amazing, isn't that something? Yes, and it's amazing. Say, well, Bobby, is there any Bible verses for that? Yeah, Revelations 4 1. Revelations 4 1 said, And after this, I heard a voice that said, Come up here. And I looked, and there was a door, a gate, a portal standing open in heaven. Wow, yes. I'm, I'm screaming, but I'm excited. <laughs> I, do, I don't like people that mumble and apologize for nearly saying something. We ought to say what we believe and believe what we say. Don't you think? Yes. Yes. I'm here, yes. That, but uh, I'm going to, uh, all of this is documented. You'll be able to uh, read it in the Shepherd's Rod whenever we get it printed and look on our webpage because it'll tell you when the new Shepherd's Rod is available. You know, the one for 2023 is available, yes. but the one for 2024, uh, it'll, it'll have to get printed and that can be quite a while because you know how that goes but anyway it's so encouraging that's so what of amazing miraculous only god can do the impossible things make them look so easy like like it's nothing yeah i mean he's a god of sign and signs and wonders he is he is a god god he he can do anything he can stun us and uh, i told you in the shepherd's rod for uh, last year, I said one of the greatest words across the body of Christ is going to be awestruck. I was awestruck yes, when I walked did. out of that vault room. I was wow. totally awestruck. I told my family, you're not going to believe this. And, uh, and so, listen, uh, God will do a work, a work in our day. It'll be so fantastic. We barely can't believe it. And I'm telling you what, we better look around because God's on the move. He's going to Amen. show up and show off. I really mean that. I tell yes. you, we have not because we ask not. If we'll ask, we will receive. If we'll, we got to start declaring some things. The Bible mm-hmm. says, uh, declare a thing and it'll be established. I like that, don't you? Job 22, yes. 28. It says, and you shall decide a thing, and then you decree what you decided, and the Lord will establish it, and the light of his favor will shine upon your pathway. I like the favor of God, don't you? Yes. That's what it says in Psalms 30, verse 5. God's anger is but for Psalms 30, verse 5. God's anger is but for a tiny moment. His favor is for a complete li- lifetime. And it says weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. That's what we got to do. We got to position ourselves to embrace the dawning of a new day. I'll tell you, God says, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to what? Rejoice and be glad in it. And I, I just want to say a, a uh, uh, something about Steve Schultz and the ministry here about getting the wells over in Africa and these other places. Please donate, do a part. We've got to do that. We can't just, uh, literally, we live like kings and priests. We really do. And we need to look for places that you can sow, that your gift is going to be very beneficial. And I, I, I covet with you and promise you that they won't waste your money. They'll, they'll invest some money to get the water to the places it needs to be. So I want to give a hearty amen to uh, encourage you, 
Don't be stingy. Give. Give and it'll be given back to you. Good measure, fresh down, shaking together and running over for men will give to your bosom. I'm telling you guys, uh, uh, I, I just wanted to honor Steve and these guys on what they're doing. It's a one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to get down there and, and drill and, and watch people as they, they have something they've never had, fresh, clean water. And I'm telling yeah. you, you and I, we can help provide it. So uh, don't forget, uh, during this giving season, give and give to and, and mark your gift to help get the whales done. Yes. Thank you, Bobby, for that. Cause right. it is so You're beautiful. Welcome. And I wanted yeah. to ask you real quick about the origin of the shepherd's rod, because yes. I know you said Bob Jones had done it. Was he doing it for a while or he, did yes. he just start? Bob had, and then Bob God had, spoke to you. Yeah. Bob had done them for decades. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And he really has. And, uh, you can uh, some of them you can uh, maybe I think from his uh, from Bonnie Jones you might could find some archives of some of the mm-hmm. Shepherd Rod Bob's did or maybe uh, some on some of the web posts or something like that. But he had done them for decades, and that's here's how here's how it happened for me. Bob comes up to me, Bob Jones. He was a good friend. I met him in 1994. You say, how'd you meet Bob? Well, uh, I saw him in two visions and one video. I saw two visions of him and. Uh, uh, wow. it's very touching the way I went into a trance and I'm walking down through a forest with some trees and in front of me, there's an eagle, an eagle and he's hopping, he's injured, he's hurt and he's hopping like this. And I'm, I'm maybe 20 to 30 yards behind this big eagle hopping down a, a dirt road through a forest and, um, mm. it fell over and it turned around and looked at me and it had a person's face, a human's face. And I, I said, Lord, who is that? He said, that's my servant, Bob Jones. And I'd, I'd never, I'd seen Bob uh, a one video and twice in a vision. I have another vision just like the one I saw. A few days later, I'm in the same kind of a, a forest. There's a dirt road there. There's an eagle there. And he's a little bit bigger than he was the first time I saw him. And he tries to fly and he tries to get up and he falls and he rolls in the dirt like this. And he gets up and looks back at me. Boy, I'm telling you, my heart just broke. I screamed at God. I said, God, don't you ever show me this again if you're not going to do something about it. He said, Bobby, that's why I am showing you this, because I am going to do something about it. And I'm telling you that that the the next thing I saw, a big old rock coming through the space, 1994. Big rock coming through the space. God said, that's a sign. My kingdom is coming to earth. Call Bob Jones and he'll tell you. I didn't have Bob Jones's number. I seen him twice in the vision, once on a video. But Ricky Skaggs, a country western singer, that's me mm-hmm. picking my mandolin. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Skaggs, he he gave me Bob's number. Bob and Ricky were friends, but any, I called and it rang and it rang and it rang because when I saw the big rock, God said that's a sign my kingdom's coming. Call Bob Jones, he'll tell you. My phone rang and rang and rang. I'm just hanging up. I go, hey, yeah. I go, this Bobby Connor said, I know who you are. You seen it, didn't you? I said, yes, I did. But you tell me what I saw. He said, you saw the big rock coming. I said, I did. He said, you know what it means. I said, I do, but you'll have to tell me. He said it meant the dominion of God. God told me it was the kingdom of God. But that's how God joined us together. We did hundreds wow. of meetings across the nations, Bob and I. Oh, man. Uh, he's oh my he's in heaven. He's in the cloud of witnesses now. And uh, uh, wow. it's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Some- Tell I'll me tell more, more Bob Jones stories because they're, oh, just, it's amazing. they're incredible. Never, we, here's one. You, you can Google this and find it. Bob Jones and my wife and I and uh, several preachers were in Longview, Washington in a van, in a van, a pastoral van driving. And Bob was up in front, my wife and I and some other pastors were in the back. 
and Bob's up there on, uh, in the passenger seat, and he turns his head around and goes, hey, boy. I go, yeah. He said, tell these preachers what generation this is. I said, Bob, they know. He goes, no, they don't tell them. I said, okay. We would stop the van under some big old power lines. And I said, why, this is the Joshua generation. God is joining the generations. When I said that, big power lines jumped together, 15 feet apart, jumped together, wound together above where the van was, blew out every light in Longview, Washington. We could sit there and watch the Transformers explode. You can Google it. The nights the light went out, lights went out in Longview, Washington, knocked every light out. See, oh it's a joining of generations. And we, we, the young and the old being brought together, and we, we're going to have to have a bigger power grid. Isn't that amazing? I tell you, there's a, verse, well, there's a lot of verses in the Bible, but Psalms 146, it says, one generation will spend the rest of their time lauding and applauding the mighty deeds of God to the coming generation, convincing them that God is everything he says he is. And so mm -hmm. uh, it's not a place to retire. Hey, I, ju I just turned 80. I'm having a, oh, I'm Bobby, having a time. Wow. I Happy birthday. birthday cake. <laughs> Thank you. I eat more birthday cake than, uh, than it's legal, but uh, I enjoyed it. And I'll tell you what, uh, I want you to know something. Uh, there's things you can do to rejuvenate, to be invigorated. But one of the things to do is don't hold a grudge. If you hold a grudge, it'll, it'll just eat away at you. Just forgive people. Be kind, tenderhearted, one to another, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. You might say, well, Bobby, you don't know what they did to me. That's true. But whatever they did to us can't be what we did to Jesus. Be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. So uh, forgiving is a really good thing. Loving people, helping people, encouraging people. If you'll cast your bread upon the water, it'll come back. And so be kind, be tenderhearted, be, yes. love people, just, just <laughs> love them. Can, can I Especially tell you when story? we're getting together with families now, this is really good, Bobby. Love your family. Be be yes. generous oh. to them. Be kind to them. Yeah, isn't that something? Can I tell you one story that uh, it, it, that grabbed my heart like you can't imagine? I love deer hunting. I know you ladies are ecstatic about that, but down in Texas, and you you had to come through a very uh, there, there's a um, a little bitty town there, and it's. Uh, real very poor people and there's always every time i'd come through there going down to the deer hunt the little they'd be a little bitty black lady out there swiveled up little bitty thing and she was kind of hunchback and she would be cutting firewood with a hatchet with an axe and so oh. i'm up in the deer stand and the sun's coming up and i'm just happy because you know anyway the lord said uh, hey bobby i said yes he said i have a mission i said god I'll do anything you ask me to do. And I've got a uh, uh, camel paint on, you know, so I won't scare the deer, you know, and I'm up this tree. I look like Rambo, man. Here's what happened. He said, when you come back through the little town, uh, the little lady you always see out there under the tree chopping the wood, I want you to stop and I want you to give her the cash money you have in your pocket. And I, and I thought, okay. And I didn't know, I didn't know what I had. I didn't have a whole bunch, but I had, I had, Quite, I had a, a more, I had more than she had, and here's what happened. I pulled up there, and she was at, at first of all, I said, no, Lord, I'll scare her. Wait, let me go clean the paint off my face. He said, nope, you go. So I go, I go up there, and there she is. She's out there, little bitty thing, busting firewood so she can cook. And so anyway, I walk out there to her. The Lord said, don't tell her who you are. Just say, here, I want to give you this. 
So I walked out there too, and she's looking at the cat. And I said, here, I want to give you this. She looked in there. She had a happy dance. She throwed her hands up in there, and she says, glory to God, glory to God. He told me you were coming. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. She had a happy party there. It, it, uh, I tell you what, it thrilled me. I, it, it was one of, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of miracles, but the joy, the Lord had yes. told her that I, I was going to come and, and wow. she danced around there. And I'll tell you what, uh, wow. obedience, there's nothing like obeying God. So, uh, listen, anything God asks you to do, do it with your whole heart. And so that little lady danced around there. And, uh, so be kind, God. tenderhearted one to another. God shared also something I if you since we're talking about the little old lady that that the Lord impressed upon you can you talk about the older woman you went with to Israel right don't you um and she she hailed a cab or something in like the middle of Jerusalem right cuz she couldn't she couldn't walk or something like that i remember a story you shared um yeah. about an older woman yeah. I can't remember it specifically. Go ahead and tell it. It's yeah. so. We, we went to a, a, a meeting and uh, we, we were off in a. Uh, we had to lease a car and we were in this car and the car quit running in a very hostile place, you know, and uh, it mm-hmm. was it was pretty, pretty odd. And some very rough kind of thugs get a hold of the car and they're sh- shaking the car and they're trying to turn it over and they're trying to do all this. And the little the little lady's driving because she knew where we'd been going. She had her little hands up on the steering wheel like that. And they're rocking the car, trying to turn it over, cursing and all this thing. Now, this is not what you do, but here's what I did. I'm looking under the seat for a lug wrench or a tar tool or something because they're trying to turn the car over and and, right. mol- and really rob us and molest. And so she she's over there and I'm looking for something to get out and battle these guys. And here's what she said. She looked over there at me so sweet and says, I suppose prayer will work better. And I go, why do you not think of that? And so here these thugs are all around us and she's got her little hands on the stirring where she takes her hands off and starts praying in tongues. It scared these guys. They took off running, stumbling over one another and the car cranked up and we drove off. You see, I was going to try to fight and knock those guys crazy. But anyway, uh, that little old lady said, I suspect prayer will work better. Why did I think of that? You know, but listen. Amazing. Because I get emails, Bobby, where people will say, I feel like I'm too old for God to use me anymore. And would you pray that the Lord would encourage me and strengthen me? Because I feel like I don't, God can't use me anymore. Yeah. That's a common email I'll get. Yeah, that Psalms 146, it says one generation will spend the rest of their time lauding and applauding the mighty deeds of God, convincing the coming generation God's everything he says he is. And some of the sweetest, most powerful people uh, are, are, are little grannies and little frail women. Uh, I got caught up in the heaven and uh, the Lord said, Bobby, I want to show you something. And he did something like that and the clouds went away. I'm, and I, I'm focused on a little bitty house, uh, not a big house, a little bitty small frame house there. And he does like this, and the whole ceiling goes away from the house. And I can look mm-hmm. down there, and there's a little bitty lady. She's on her knees, and she's at, at a rocking chair with her head down in the rocking chair, and she's praying. And here's what the Lord Jesus said, Bobby, you see the little woman praying down there? I said, yes, Lord, I do. And he said, I want to tell you something about her. I said, okay. He said. 
her prayers have have more power than all the combined armies of the earth put together. And I'm telling you, that stunned me. That showed me that, listen, prayer is powerful. And he said, that little woman, her prayers have more power than all the combined armies of the earth put together. So we need to to understand uh, prayer really works. Prayer is powerful. And we got to start doing that. Job 22, 28. And you should, I, here's, I tell them in Texican, I tell them, make up your mind what God, what you want. Make up your mind what you want. Tell God what that is and he'll get it for you. And then out of, in the Bible, it says, and you shall decide a thing. Then you decree what you decide and the Lord will establish it. And a lot of his favor will shine upon your pathway. But uh, yeah. I want to encourage the people, don't give up, don't give in. Yes. Oh, uh, We're going to be teaching and talking about in our meetings, uh, the things that are coming for this new year. And I'll tell you what, uh, your spiritual tomorrow will not look like today. I'm telling you, God is going to show up and show off, and he's going to move in such a way that people of God go, oh, this is what this is about. And I'm telling you, God is going to show us these open doors. And this is yes. the year of the open door. You can look it up in the Hebrew. The Hebrew guys will tell you, this is the year of the open doors. And I say plural, doors. Because he's going to open doors. The devil's always trying to shut things out, uh, bind things down. God's going to open it up. He, and mm-hmm. Revelation 1 said, and after this, I heard a voice that said, come up here. And I looked. There was a door, gate, a portal, standing open in heaven. And I heard a voice that said, come up here. So it's a time we can access into the presence of God. Isn't that amazing? How do yes. we do it? As, as we behold him with an unveiled face, we're changed from one dimension of glory to the next. We've got to take all the veils away. As we behold him, the ruling, reigning redeemer, with an unveiled face, we're changed from one dimension to the next. You say, well, what veil is keeping us from seeing the Lord? I'll tell you what it is, tradition. Mm. Tradition is the only thing I've ever found in the Bible more powerful than the Bible. It says teaching for commandments, the traditions of men, making the word of God of none effect. So I want us to get into the word of God and let the word of God have its way in our life. My people are destroyed, the Bible said, for lack of knowledge. we got to learn to study to show ourselves approved. You ever get in the Bible and see the Bible start coming alive, you 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 don't want to put it down. And it's That's alive. true. And it's yes. And sharper than any two-edged sword. So I encourage you, get into the Bible and let the Bible get into you. I wrote down some things. I wrote down what uh, Catherine Kuhlman said. She said, it's when saints believe the word of God to the point of action, something has to happen. Ah, uh, here it is. It is when the active faith dares to believe God to the point of action, something has to happen. Catherine Kuhlman. Uh, years Did you ago, grow up watching her? Uh, yeah, years ago, I was a Baptist pastor, you know, and uh, she'd come on television. She was very uh, flamboyant. She had she would come on like that, and sometimes she'd wear these flowing ga- kind of gowns, and she'd come mm-hmm. on and she would say, "Have you been waiting for me?" And I go, "No, ma'am." But then I've, I've, now I've tried to buy up every video I can find of her. Uh, mighty anointing. In every message yes. she preached, she would stop and say, I believe in miracles. And, and miracles would happen. And that's what yes. we got to do. We have not because yes. we ask not. we got to start declaring yes. what we believe in. God can raise the dead. We've seen the dead right. raised. And he's doing it still. Amen. I'm telling you, God can do anything. All we've got to do is be willing to be used. Say, here I am. Use me, God. And he will. said, he'll give you that anointing and make you perfect, missing no component, and give you everything you need to accomplish every task he wants to send you into. God is so faithful. He'd never give us an assignment without an anointing. He'd never give us a a task without a touch. 
Now, so we've got to start pursuing the anointing. Uh, we need the power of God to do the works of God. And now you say, well, why not I need the power of God? Well, Jesus said, Jesus said, these works that I do and greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. I suggest yes. we need the power of God. Don't you? Yes, well, I'm sure you do. Yeah. I want us to uh, start thinking about eternity. I'm telling you, uh, eternity. When you get to where you go and where you're going to be, there's only two destinations, and you hold the key. If the Lord had his way, carry it to heaven. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is not willing that any should perish. He wants everybody saved. And we, we, we need to start telling the gospel and telling it in such a manner people can comprehend it, and they can, they can run with it. Uh, I, I've, seen, I've seen God. He is so long-suffering. He wants people mm -hmm. saved. He really, really does. Uh, uh, can, I can I tell you a story? We got time for uh, a story yes. about soul yes. winning. Okay, yes. now this is all true. Don't lie. Uh, I, I knew a lady, a, a girl. Back then, I, I, I wasn't a pre I wasn't a preacher. I was wild as they could come, and I knew a dope a dope dealer. She was beautiful. She had a oh I don't know what kind of a studio where they taught dancing, but her main thing was drugs. So I get born again. I get saved, I, you know, saved and it totally changed. So I go yes. to her because I, I was, I'd run all over the work, the things with her. So, and I'm telling her about Jesus, telling her, oh, he can change your life. She chewed me out, cursed me out. You weak, you know, cowardly, Kenyan, you know, just chewed me out, man. Wow. Uh, just because I'm trying to lead her to Christ. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, man, uh, I, I wish you hadn't said something like that. But anyway, after I shared Jesus with her, two or three days later, she uh, she uh, uh, goes around behind a, a, a business to do a, a dope deal. The dope deal goes bad. The guy shoots her in the head with a three fifty seven pistol. Uh, oh, shot her in the head. And it went out in here and came out here and didn't kill her. Went through her, oh. through her head, came out, shot her through the chest, went through this thing and came out the other side. Didn't kill her. This is the one that oh. said, there's nothing to this, God. It's for a bunch of whimps and all. But then actually got shot through the head, shot through the chest with a pistol. And uh, I go to see her, and her whole face is wired together because of the oh. bullet shot. And guess what? She said, Jesus, I'm a G. She couldn't talk because she had her jaw bone. Bone, and she gave her heart to Jesus, and he spared her life. Isn't that wow. amazing? Yes. Shot, shot in the head and shot through the heart. And she... Wow. God had mercy and saved her. Wow. And I'm telling wow. you, when she came to my 50th preaching anniversary, 50 years of oh, preaching, wow, but wow. listen, see, there's nobody no, so far gone that Jesus can't reach down and get them. Here's, here's your great right. verse. Here's your great verse. I waited patiently upon the Lord. He inclined unto me. He heard my cry. He brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a solid rock. He established my goings. He put a new song in my heart, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall turn to the Lord. And so that's kind of, that's my life. So you can't fall in a pit so deep that the grace of God can't pick you up. I'm telling you, uh, I'm living proof of that. And uh, God is so wonderful. He wants you to be saved and he wants your life to count for his kingdom and so, well, if you don't know Jesus, come to him. You say, well, Bob, it's so complicated. No, it's not. It's right the opposite. The Bible said the way of salvation is so simple that a wayfaring fool need not ear therein. I, that's in the Bible. I said, God, give me that in Texican. Give me that in the language I speak. He said, okay, you tell him. 
If you've got enough sense to get back to your house, you've got enough sense to get saved. That's what that verse means. The plan of salvation is so simple that a wayfaring fool need not ear therein. So we don't have to have this excuse. Well, I can't understand it. It's so hard. No, it's not. That if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You believe that he's who he says he is and you invite him in, he'll save you. He'll write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. He'll change your whole life. Colossians 3, uh, Colossians 1, verse 13. Colossians 1, 13 says, he takes us out of the kingdom of death and darkness and puts us into the kingdom of light, love, and liberation. So aren't you glad? He'll set you free. I'm I'm excited to get to talk about the future. Our future is filled with bright hope. Now, you're not going to get that from the news. Oh, man. That's right. um, So I want you to know something. God is in charge. Uh, I I understand there's terrible things and atrocities going on. But in the behind the whole thing, God is in charge. And we're going to see that Mm -hmm. all things are working together for good to them that love God who are called according to his purpose. So I don't want you to grow weary in well-doing. The Bible said, let us not grow weary in well-doing. We'll reap if we faint not. Don't give in and don't give up. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on to what God has promised you. The promises of God are what? Yes, yes, yes and amen. So he, 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 won't make, uh, he won't make a promise and not fulfill it. All the promises of God are yes and amen. So yes. anything else? Awesome, Bobby. It's just so touching just to hear. I mean, anytime anyone shares the gospel, it's so it's so touching because lives are completely transformed and the mercy of God is it's amazing. When we think about the mercy God's had on all of us, it it touches me every time because he is so merciful and long suffering and kind and loving. And Jesus is so wonderful. And so thank you for sharing all you did with us today. And I'm encouraged for 2024. I just said on yesterday's show, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's an election year. I'm like, God is good. And he good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights in whom there's no shifting shadows. He's good every year. It continues to be good. So you read that today. And if you would pray for people before. um, I sure will. I will. Let me encourage you. If you don't have the Shepherd's Rod, Volume 23, get it, if you will. Uh, uh, you really, really, this one here, it's talking about the evil forces ruling and raging because it will uh, bring, it'll be a sequel to the one that's coming in for the, uh, 2024. I do want to pray with you. Father, you said, you said that if we'll come to you and let our requests be made known to you, that you will hear us, you'll answer our prayers. And I pray right now for those that are struggling, those that have lost loved ones, that have children that's gone astray. You said the offspring of the upright will be mighty in the earth. And Lord, I hold over the people right now. Uh, The Bible in Isaiah 40, it says that you'll pour water upon him that is thirsty, floods upon dry ground. You said you'll pour your spirit upon our descendants and they will spring up like willows by a fertile river. So, Lord, I pray for parents. I pray for parents that have children that are wayward. We call those children back in. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will show yourself strong and mighty. I thank you, God. You promised that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. You said we're the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. And I want to thank you, God, that you're who you say you are, and you'll do what you promise you'll do. So, Lord, bless the people. I pray for every family. I pray for this time of Christmas that we'll 
focus on you, Lord Jesus, and we'll realize that those that have sat in darkness have seen a great light. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving us enough to come down to this world and pay the price for our salvation, our sanctification. And thank you, Father, that you've gone away to prepare a place for us. You said, if I go and prepare a place, I will come again, and I will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So, Lord, bless the people. Bless them. Stir them to seek you with all their heart. And I pray that you'll do that. Psalms 46, 10, 11 says, be still and know that I'm God. The more you know about him, the more you'll trust him. And you can trust him. He's trustworthy. So God bless you and God bless your family. Thank you, Bobby. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on. I always say, if they ask me, who would you like? I'm like, can you call Bobby? I love Bobby Connor. So <laughs> thank, thank you, so you much. For, for coming on and give your family lots of love, your wife, no. tell her we said hi. And I will. Guys, thanks for joining us today and, and spending um, your day with us. We love all of you we so much. We certainly enjoy it. We, we, love, we love what's happening. Yes, it's amazing. So God New bless Year's you. Thank you. Thanks Thank for having you, us. Just listen, this is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad. In. God bless you so much. Amen. Thank you, Bobby. All right, everyone. We will be back on Tuesday, January 2nd for our very first guest of 2024. You don't want to miss it. Happy New Year, everyone. We love you. Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.